What's up, everyone? This is Press X Start Podcast Season 5, Episode 35. Press X Start Podcast is an audio and video podcast seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an undeserved and... Oh, Jesus. I got, I got a lot of spit in my mouth and that just kind of caught up with me. Oh, yuck mouth. Give me a second, guys. I'm almost there. There we go. Through an underserved and protected point of view, restorative justice for the underrepresented programmers, developers, and consumers. Ah, <sighs> take a breath. Your host today is me, a.k.a. DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> yeah. A.k.a. Did you... Wait. Never mind. Who else is here? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm Sean M.F. Ross. What the M.F. stand for? <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when they charged by the hour for internet. Oh. Oh, Lord. I mean, you're not that much older than me, Wait. so, I mean, I can also <laughs> remember that time. All right, all right, all right, let me roll that back. Let me roll that back. I'm old enough to remember <laughs> when AOL used to mail out diskettes for free hours. We're also old enough. Once again, we all. I remember that. Once again, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I used to get excited when it was like AOL 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Yes. Nothing fucking changed with the theme. Yep. But, you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh man. Hey, 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 hey. I remember getting my ass whooped real quick one time because uh, AOL called the house and told my mother I was looking at porn. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? <laughs> they ratted they on you. snitched on yes. you. I was like, cutting grass. My mother's like, I don't pay for fucking internet for you to be. Like, All right. Yo, I remember one day I had, I put a towel over the computer to kind of muffle the internet connecting sounds at night. <laughs> You're, yes, a, you're a you're a special man, DJ. You're a deviant. <laughs> hey, it worked though. <laughs> <laughs> it's called intelligence. <laughs> well, anyway, I am your heavyweight champion, formerly hailing from Bellsville, Maryland, now hailing officially from Wishingwood, California, aka what? the gender because of be watching niggas, aka. Hold up, let's get this shit. Let's, let's get, get this shit. shit. Let's, let's get this shit. shit. Let's mm. top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Ellis, have you had to rep your set yet? Uh, not yet. Uh, I'll let you know in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm gonna walk through Inglewood, and we'll see how it goes. Has someone thrown avocado toast at you yet? In my mouth. Oh, oh okay. That's how they do it over there. I'm telling Annie. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating it. <laughs> was this is was this on the street or were you at a like a, a hibachi avocado place? Like what? How does that work? hibachi avocado place? <laughs> the pop up rest, it's a restaurant. It's experimental. Uh, I saw it on Top Chef. It's a new raid in the foodie community. Foodie's coming back now. The COVID's starting to quote unquote die down. So we're all just trying things new. You right, Avery. avocado variant. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? Oh my gosh. And who was that? Uh, I'm Avery. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That always catches me off guard. Yeah. I, that I, I love that, I love that plain <laughs> intro. <laughs> yep. Right. That's how Avery Toast stands with, out. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Toast with country spread butter. <laughs> Everybody that uh, is just listening to this, you, you missed Avery hit a mean dab. Yeah. Like it was 2012. <sighs> Speaking of which, you need to be watching this instead of listening to this. Or you could do both. Actually, you should be doing both because we need your support. So we go ahead and just thank you in advance. Or you could just watch and not listen. But go ahead. I mean, but Marcus puts all the good work and put all the cool memes in the, in the audio. <laughs> watch with the volume down. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, are we, are we handicap accessible? We got uh, subtitles? We got a... Uh... 
I mean, I believe YouTube uh, can yeah. auto generate subtitles. Yeah. Will they be good subtitles? The world may never know. I have a lisp, so I mean, no. <laughs> we all talk great English. Oh, Lord. <laughs> YouTube's like, we don't understand black. You're I don't, all so well spoken. I don't speak your jigaboo jargon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, anyway, anyway. With that being said, and our jigaboo jargon being in check, <laughs> now it's time for us to tell you about the highlights for this episode. Uh, we are going to be talking about our impressions on Deathloop, Life is Strange, and the Call of Duty Vanguard beta. Uh, we'll be also talking about Quantum Dream working on a new Star Wars game. There was also a thing where, uh, wow, World of Warcraft is now covering breasts for the cause. Yeah, hey, reducing titty. Ki- kinda? Redu- yeah, reducing... Yeah, there's a whole... There's a, there's a thing. Um, and then last up, we'll be talking about God of War Ragnarok wrapping up its North Mythos storyline and what could happen next. With that being said, here's some housekeeping. It's actually just one thing. Uh, ask us a question. Go to pressxnumber2stars.com slash questions and ask us a question. Mm-hmm. Is that questions with an S or just single? I don't know. You made the link, bro. Yeah, you, you should have made it press S to did. ask, but you know, press X I mean, to I can, ask. I can still do that. Yeah, I, I mean, wasn't I, there for I'm, the naming I'm convention. Capable. He ain't consult nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's questions with an S at the end. So, yes, press X number two star dot com slash questions. All right. And ask us what's on your mind. And we may answer it on the cast. So you should do that. All right. With that being said, we could talk about the first thing, which is what we have been playing. So first up, let's talk about Deathloop. Uh, Avery, you've been playing Deathloop as well as I. So Avery, you completed it. Did you get the platinum yet or no? I'm working on it. Deathloop's platinum trophy is uh, achievable, but it takes a lot of finesse. Okay. All good. Cool. cool. So in terms of us doing a review on this... um, Kind of up in the air because right now it's just me and Avery that's been playing it. Sean, I think you're gonna you're gonna get it later on. Maybe if it comes on sale, unless one of y'all got the physical, right. let me buy it. Yeah, I don't, I don't got, I don't got physical. I'm sorry. You know, you know me. Anyways, um, Avery, so give us your impressions on the game. I am a big fan of Arcane Games. I've liked every one they put out, even though people don't buy them. I've always been singing to the uh, rooftop that they make really great games. People just need to give them a chance. Deathloop is the crystallization of everything they've ever worked on when it comes to game design. Mm. And as a mechanical exploration of the uh, systems and themes and uh, gameplay decisions that they've worked on, it is near perfection. It is a game that when it started getting those, those 10 out of 10s, those high marks, I'm like, I totally understand what people are thinking about when they give it those numbers. I wouldn't give it those numbers. Uh, I have some <laughs> issues with the game's narrative. Uh, I think the game fundamentally doesn't fall apart, but uh, uh, wears out its welcome towards the end of the game in regards to uh, playing it. Okay. And I think there are some minor technical issues I had on it with PS5 that I can't tell were design choices or just really things that should have been looked at early on. Okay. But otherwise, I love Deathloop. It is definitely in one of my top five games of this year. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I didn't say more, but I just wanted to keep it succinct. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I have not beaten the game yet, of course. Uh, you know, other games I've been playing. But um, yeah, I've played the first two stages, I think. I think it's two. 
I don't know. Anyways, I put some time into the game. I am really enjoying the game. Um, I am loving the banter between Colt and Juliana. Is it Juliana? It's Juliana. Yeah. Juliana, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I am, I'm excited to see what the the twist is or what the catch is, like in terms of the narrative and the story. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I haven't, I haven't been spoiled on it. Like, I don't know anything other than just what I am discovering while playing the game. Uh, in terms of the controls and the combat. I was very much so when I started, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stealth this out. I'm going to like try to peek around the corners and like really uh, hit headshots and, and try not to be detected. And I think I did that for about halfway through the first stage. And then I was like, I don't think I actually need to do this. And then the second <laughs> you took stage, your, I was like, yeah, uh, last of us two approach. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Just jumped out of the bushes and said, uh, Everything burns. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> Come at thee. <laughs> In regards to this game's combat, I think this is the most actiony that they've ever made a game. Yeah. In yeah. regards where, like, I in Dishonor, you get into a firefight, you're gonna get punished. Like 100. You don't have the guns to fight that. Yeah. Prey. The enemies are usually so fucking overpowered in Prey that, like. Getting into a firefight with them is kind of like you're going to have a bad time. Right. This is a game where fundamentally, unless you're trolling, if you get into a firefight, there's always something you can do to survive, fight back, play smart. Right. It, it, there's more back and forth. The game is 100% punishing them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah. You, you, I, if you, what if, were the main characters in the other two games, though? Uh, in Dishonored, you played as Corvo and his daughter. Uh, they're they're very stealth uh, focused focused characters. And uh, Prey, you're playing as a uh, scientist, Morgan Yu. Comment isn't necessarily your forte. In Deathloop, you are in... The game advertises you as an assassin, and then in one of its trailers, spoils that you're a security chief. Yeah. So you clearly have the chutzpah to get into a gunfight. Well, yeah. But in regards to getting into like a 1v1 fight in those other games, shit could go wrong you could probably die. Yeah. In a 1v1 fight in, in Deathloop, more often than not, you'll come out of it. It's when the game... Because enemies aren't really that strong, they're really not that smart. Regular ass people. Yeah. yeah. The threat in combat comes when the Juliana character shows up, mm. and or you piss off one of the main targets you're trying to fight. You don't get the clean stealth kill, and you have to get into a protracted fight with someone with superpowers. Yeah. Mm. And certain characters, that's really difficult. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet. So like, I've only died one time, and that death was because I was kind of playing it more as a call of duty game hmm. where I, I ran into a room i um tagged all the people that i thought was in the room and i was at first i was i was stealthing them off just to like get them in a more concentrated group and i missed a shot that kind of alerted somebody and then everything went loud and i died because i when i was engaging with a, one of the enemies i forgot that there's no radar so I went to look up at where a radar would normally would be, and there was nothing there. And I was like, "Ah, oh, crap!" And at the same time, like someone, I think someone shotgunned me or something, and I, I, and I wasn't even, out. yeah, I wasn't even like looking at my health <laughs> or anything like that. So I just got kind of caught off guard. And then after that, I was like, "All right, I gotta realize that I, I'm not necessarily like you have a health bar; you can see your health." I don't necessarily like the fact that in I feel like in most first person games that i've played they've done a good job of 
indicating how much health you have or like indicating that, oh, you've taken damage where I didn't necessarily get those cues from this game. So it was one of those things where I just had to keep on looking at my health bar to make sure like I'm not dead yet. So that was something that I just had to adjust to. And like overall, I'm having a good time playing the game. I haven't gotten because I haven't gotten too far. I haven't gotten any of the like more elaborate exotic guns. You can equip up to three weapons. I have a nail gun that I use for stealth kills. I have a shotgun that's like a double shot shotgun. And then I'm using the rapier raptor is it? which is their the rapier yeah, okay, uh, yeah like the sword yeah it's their it's their rifle it's not really a sniper rifle but it's their rifle weapon right right and it it doesn't have any sights or anything so all the guns that i mentioned you're using iron sights which is another interesting thing but i'm giving it the benefit of that that because i'm not far enough i'm not getting the guns that have sights and stuff on it so i will say this it. that there's only one type of gun that has sights on it and it's a legendary weapon Ew. All right. Well then, uh, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, like other... iron sights. Ew. Huh? What'd you say? I, say? I don't like. I don't like iron sights. I don't know if I'm gonna get this game. Well, I will say this. I crutched on the rapier early on in the game. Yeah. Because I really liked its iron sights and its ability to down an enemy in one, one shot for the most part is actually really useful yeah. if you're just trying to pick off a character from from range. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. The guns that do have scopes, I think the rapier outperforms them mm. in regards to just being a useful weapon in a firefight. Yeah. Because those guns that have scopes, you have to zoom in. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no option to iron sight it on a close range fight, so you have to hit fire. And then that is if you put the right modifications on that gun for hit fire to be useful. Right. And I, I will mm. say that this game respects the idea that headshots are king. So if you can land a headshot, you're good. It doesn't really matter what gun you have. At least, at least for as far as I am right now, I don't know if the if the uh, NPCs change when you go. Oh, this is a game where fundamentally, outside of like them getting better weapons and like having slightly very like enemy AI, there's not like different tiers of NPCs. You're not going to see like heavies or quick runners or like spears or some bullshit like this. Like fundamentally, outside of the visionaries, and that's because they have superpowers. Every enemy functions the exact same way. Awesome. So fundamentally, you can kill every enemy in two hits with a knife, or mm -hmm. you can one-shot enemy enemy from behind. Yeah. And the last thing I will say about this game is the only thing that I've kind of had to really, really adjust to in terms of combat is the meleeing for the fact that melee is attached to R1. You press R1 to switch to your knife, then you press R1 again to actually swipe with your knife. So there was a couple times where I would be in a firefight I get up to close to the person. I press R1 thinking I'm going to melee the person. And then I go back to pressing R2. So what happens, I, I switch to the melee weapon. Then I switch back to my gun. And then I fire the gun. And by the time, like, I've taken more damage than I want. And it's like, oh, fuck, that's right. I got to press R1 twice. So, yeah. Other than that, it's been, it's been a really good game. It's been really entertaining. And it, I've been caught up in the aspects of wanting to go back and play that game, which is very good because right now my time is spent between like Genshin and Gundam. So for the fact that this game is actually pulling me to go play it, it's just like, okay, I respect it. I respect it. But yeah, that's uh, our impressions of Deathloop. We will figure out what we're going to do in terms of a formal review. But next uh, we have Life is Strange and that is by uh, Marcus and Avery's been playing that game. So you guys, what, what you yes. been uh, thinking about that game? Avery, you want to go first or... Yeah, I'm a big Life is Strange fan. In the War versus uh, Telltale games and Life is Strange games, I've always felt that the Life is Strange games 
were better games than the Telltale ones. And the Telltale ones got away with a lot because of the license. And uh, Life is Strange games were able to tell fundamentally interesting and frank frankly poignant stories without any of that. Uh, True Colors, I was super excited to play that. I'm one chapter in, and as far as I can tell, this is just another really good Life is Strange game. Mm-hmm. Like, I... One, this is the best-looking game they've ever had. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like, the characters, they always went for a realistic art style with a little sort of like a tinge of, like, cartooniness to it. But this is a fundamental one where you look at the characters and they still got the cartoony look, but they all look like real people. And it really sells the character emotions and the storytelling they they play off of that one. I will say, I can't for the life of me, and I am just starting the third chapter, I can't for the life of me tell how old Alex is supposed to be. Uh, I thought she was a teenager, and then she definitely had a drink at a bar, and I'm like, okay, so she's at least 21, but I still can't, I can't call it. Well, what state are they in? Uh, Colorado. Maybe she's 16. I don't, I don't know if Colorado at, does. Mark, I had that. the exact, I had the exact same thought. Like, the original Life is Strange, like, say, uh, Max was definitely a 14, 15 year old girl. That right. was like something that was easily identifiable. And then with Alex, the game starts off and she was in foster care. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, she must be like 18 years old at least. Mm-hmm. And then like going through some of the, like the ancillary information, like one of her love interests is a 24 year old man. Yep. Cause you know that because everyone's talking about his birthday and the things like, okay, this is an interesting dynamic she must she has to be older than this right she better be older than this than that That 24 year old man looks like he's 32 so it's it's just uh anyway uh not my daughter (laughs) things i can say now (laughs) funnily enough uh i am the exact opposite of avery in terms of the war uh between telltale and life is strange where i Appreciated Life is Strange from afar, but it was too poorly acted for me to be interested in. I thought that the voice acting in the first Life is Strange was verging on bad. And then the second one, it was better, but it still had this weird awkwardness to it that I couldn't really sink my teeth into. Whereas with Mm -hmm. Telltale, I always felt like they were really well acted games that allowed me to get through. Um... I wonder if that's what turned me off because I tried the first episode of Life is Strange and I got as far as like the bathroom and turned it off. Right. I'll say that I will agree with Avery where the uh, t- Life is Strange games are probably more fully realized in terms of like your choices really mattering. Um, whereas Telltale, that was always a thing where it's like, yeah, you're giving me choices, but how much do they really matter? So um, I've always been interested and possibly doing a Life is Strange, but I never did until this one because it looked like it was really promising. And just based off of, because I've watched Life is Strange games on YouTube, this is definitely the best one that they've had so far. Um, Mm. Obviously, I haven't beat the game, but so far it feels like they've learned a lot over the last two entries or three. Oh, it's a different team. Yeah, Daunt Nod did Life is Strange 1 and 2, and right. then uh, Deck 9 did the spin-off of Life is Strange, uh, Beyond the Storm, and then they right. did 3. Oh, okay, well then that makes even more sense. Well, yeah, then different team, and they were able to add 
a lot more life to it. Um, the voice acting in this, you know, there's moments where it feels a little stilted, but this is definitely the most naturalistic and like, I feel like I'm actually watching humans interact, which is nice. And the hook here with Alex um, and her powers being that she she's basically an empath, you know, mm-hmm. like she can feel people's emotions so she can tell when somebody's feeling something and the closer she gets to that person, the more she feels what they're feeling. And if the emotion is intense enough, she can tap into that emotion and figure out what it is that's triggered them, why they are in this emotional state. And then if she chooses how she can help them through it. And it's been really, really interesting um, so far watching or or playing through some of these scenarios, one of which is caught me off guard with how poignant it was. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for Avery, but so you're talking about something that happened in ch- uh, chapter two. Yeah, chapter two. Okay, right. um, where I'll get into it obviously more when we can talk more at length about it. But there was something that happened in the game that was one of the most poignant things I've seen in a game at the very least this year. Uh, And I was very impressed with it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with this because I'm fully invested now. The first chapter I was like, okay, this is cool. But the second chapter was when I was really kind of like drawn into the story and progressing it. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting through these five chapters. Hmm. Okay. That sounds cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we can talk about, oh, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Oh, it's me, Call of Duty Vanguard. So, Call of Duty Vanguard just released a beta for, it's an open beta for this week. I literally was listening to, um, an IGN UK podcast and they were talking about it and I was like, oh, cool, let me check this out. And so, while I was playing Deathloop, I downloaded the beta, jumped on the beta, I played about three rounds the two rounds was team deathmatch third round was a new mode called patrol which is like a capture the point but the point is always moving Mm. i it's one of the things where like you know call duty is call duty is call duty so the first time i jumped in it was just all right let me like shake off the death loop controls and let me remember the the call duty you know mechanics and by the second game i was completely back to um you know what call of duty is it's 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 weird because they're doing world war ii and that means you get world war ii guns and that means that you get just kind of a hodgepodge of weapons that some of them are fine others are just horrible and you should completely stay away from them and i definitely felt that strain again and it was just like eh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna get the game. I'm not gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna get the game. But by the third match where I played that patrol mission, that was actually really, really cool. And once I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, this is, this is actually a new experience for Call of Duty, where normally it's like you hold a point and you, you know, you you camp up or you post up, you you try to mm-hmm. intercept Defend the people the that point. are trying to take the point. Yeah. yeah. But with the point moving around. And it's, it's not moving around at a like quick pace, but it's moving around in a way where, of course, you can't camp, but it's putting you in vulnerable positions at times. So you have to work well with your team and you have to, you know, not get caught while you're trying to get these points. 
And, you know, it's Call of Duty, so of course, dying left and right, and I was dying mm-hmm. left and right. And it, it was fun. It, it, like, I ended that thinking like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. Am I going to get it? I still feel like I'm kind of going back and forth about whether or not I want to get it. I did like what they showed for the campaign. I think that was cool. And I do like Sledgehammer's, um, I guess, their World War II games over Treyarch's. So those are two points in that right direction. I think the only thing that's stopping me is figuring out if I'm going to really dedicate the time to that game because that's November. Um, something, something. Kenna is in September. Kenna's next, next, next. Kenna's next week. It's Tuesday. Kenna's next week. And then for me, Riders Republic is in October. And then Battlefield is also in November. And I kind of wanted to try Battlefield because I really like the whole um, tornado thing that they got going on. I just, seeing how it delayed, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work in terms of if it's actually going to play correctly that first month or so when it's, when it drops. But yeah, I'm still kind of, you know, in the back and forth phase of if I'm going to get the game or not. But I did have a good time playing the beta. Okay. Yeah. Um, so more Sean? Call of Duty. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, I'm still getting through Hades. I'm still enjoying it. Um, okay. I got to the final boss twice. Un- uh, well, at least what I think is the final boss, but he has a second form. So uh, oh, yes. Hades is the final boss. Yeah, I ain't want to, you know, mm. spoil oh. it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's in the name. I mean. <laughs> I know I'm fucking his father his father could have been the final boss you know yeah you could have got betrayed by Zeus they wanted you to get up there so they could stomp you out you know you never know (laughs) um (laughs) I'm enjoying it but I also fall asleep playing it sometimes because it gets kind of uh monotonous yeah grindy okay Okay. a little bit but I mean I'm I'm still having a good time but you know my go-to is still Spelunky 2 Okay. Either what, uh, or Apex, of course. What weapons are you uh, maining in Hades? Blah. I like the range weapon. So I like the okay. spear. I like the gun. And uh, what was the other thing? They got. Let me see. They got a sword. They got a bow and arrow, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay that's the third thing. Yeah, I like the bow and arrow. Sword, okay. shield, bow and arrow, gun, fist, mm-hmm. and then did I say spear? Yeah. That's it. So you can uh, throw hands in the game? <laughs> yes, you can. But I think they're actually kind of weak. But it just feels oh, it just damn. feels nice. It feels nice to use them though. He ain't got no hands. <laughs> the gauntlets are my second favorite weapons in those in that game. Really? Okay. okay. And then um once you reach the surface, I think you unlock ice as a boon uh from Demeter. Demeter. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Oh, okay. Demeter. But, uh, yeah. Um, are there any other ones that you may unlock, uh, Avery? No, demeanor is the last one you unlock in okay. regards to uh, Boone. Okay, so yeah, I'm just kind of working through the game. I'm enjoying it. I don't know how long I'm going to be playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm just going to beat it just one time, maybe once or twice. Mm. But I still love Spelunky. <laughs> I, li- I like platformers. Right. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. Spelunky okay. is endlessly replayable just because the story, you know, the story isn't as deep as it's basically like how people will cut on Mario and anybody will jump on to play this shit. Yeah. Or anybody it leans will play on like gameplay over, over and over the narrative. And over. Yeah. 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 Get you. Okay. 
And then, Marcus, to wrap this up, you've been playing, surprise, surprise, Overwatch. And yeah, uh, another another game called DJ's Playroom. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's Overwatch. I I play Overwatch. I was finally able to because my PS5 got here um, like two weeks. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was two weeks ago. And so I've been able to, you know, reunite with my squad. Uh, Annie was very happy about that because we enjoy playing together. So that's all I can really talk about with Overwatch. There's nothing really new to report. And then (laughs) the reason why Astro's Playroom is on the list is because. (laughs) So um, my roommate came over to me and she was like, I just want to play a video game. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, let me see if Here. there's something that uh, is it ah. too complicated. Here it is. Loads up Call of Duty Vanguard beta. Here you go. Sink or swim. And so I kind of just <laughs> watched her play uh, uh, Astro. She got kind of far. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh. So I didn't play it, but, right. <laughs> but, but I watched her play it. Look at you getting people into gaming. Mm. Trying. Does she know about our podcast, Marcus? Yes. She listens. I expect to see at least one plus view. Hello, roommate. I mean, she's, she's, <laughs> she's been listening. Oh, okay. Well, never mind oh. then. Fine then. Yeah. Hello, Marcus's roommate. Thank you for being a recurring customer roommate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. With that being said, we have talked about the games that we have been playing. But before we get into our quick hits, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Sponsor us, nigga. (laughs) ASMR. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Have you been enjoying this episode so far? Would you like to make sure you keep getting the best laughs, latest news, most fire takes? Then we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. And if you have, tell three people about the podcast. Could be strangers, could be friends, could be loved ones, hated ones. Who cares? Every little bit helps. After you've done that, please follow us on Facebook at Press X Number Two Start, at Instagram at Press X Number Two Start, and Twitter Press X Number Two S. And now on our YouTube page at Press X to Start TV. If you've done all these things, well done. You're a real one. And we are back. Now, as I said, it's time for the quick hits. Number one, this comes from IGN. Battlefield 2042 has been delayed until November. Um, Shout out to Jordan because he called it when we were talking about it uh, over Discord. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say about that other than good. Uh, the alpha apparently wasn't going smoothly, so push the game back. Mm-hmm. Now, the only problem is that what comes out in October now, then nothing. Riders Republic. Yes, man. If you don't, hey, that's a game. That's a game. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm just answering the question <laughs> out of all the games ever made. Riders Republic is one of them. <laughs> facts <laughs> number two this comes from polygon playstation 5's firmware update lets you install compatible ssd storage so good uh you know we i got mine this was coming oh you got it already yeah um okay. i got a western digital sn 850 terabyte those are letters 
<laughs> haven't installed anything on it yet because uh, nothing is out. Nothing oh. has come out as new. So. Also, to answer Sean's earlier question about what's coming out in October, uh, it's Alan Wake, Far Cry Fix, oh, Metroid Cry. Dread, uh, Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. And Back for Blood. Huh. All right, well, stuff is. Wolf. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll probably get Far Cry in a. I know what I'm playing in October. Touche, Avery. It's Gardens of the Galaxy. I think I might yeah. be doing that. Same as well. We'll see. We'll see. Well, actually, Star Lord featuring the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, uh, <laughs> but Guardians of the Galaxy was always the Star Wars thing. I'm not going to get into this. Let's not litigate this. But back to the earlier point about uh, the update. I'm not financially solvent enough to get a new SSD to install on my PS5. So that's not the most interesting thing about this. The most interesting thing about this is the rehaul of how trophies work now for the PS5. <laughs> One, it's not this vertical bullshit. It's now horizontal, like it's always through the bin, mm-hmm. and now it has this thing called a trophy tracker where you can take five trophies that you're working on, pin them, and when you bring up the, uh, the sort of the cross cards, control right? menu, the cards, it's easy access to those trophies. So now I don't have to go open up the menu, go to my profile, drill into my trophies, now go to that specific game, now actually look at those trophies. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. What they also did was remove the little icon when you take screenshots and videos because I take a lot of clips for the content and shit online. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they also, also made it good. Made it easier to identify PS4 for PS5 games on uh, your console right now. Yeah. And then they also allowed you to, uh, when you press the home button, you have that little quick bar at the bottom. You can change you those icons. No. Yeah, you fully customized it now. Yeah. Thank you, Sony, for doing what you should have done when the PS5 launched. Yeah. Hey, all we need is themes now so I could apply my Black Lives Matter theme. But go ahead. Number three. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about that. (laughs) Uh, Number three. This comes from GameSpot. Quantic Dreams reportedly working on a Star Wars game. Oh, snap. This is... Anakin! 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 This is really, really interesting (laughs) to me. Um, This is one of those things where... You have Quantic Dream on the, on, on the left side. You got Star Wars on the right side. Both of them are like, ah, uh, they're cool. When you when you put them together and they like blend together and their hands form like into like a little like a like a little thingy that they you know like that like a star amenity like a like a sea urchin. Uh-huh. It gets really interesting because I'm actually really excited about this news. That's that's why I put it on here. Also, DJ, it wasn't the game spot. It was the game post. Oh, really? Yes. Who the fuck is the game post? <laughs> I, I didn't post this news in our Slack. Oh, okay. Yeah. In our, that, in our that, Discord. The game post. Huh, look at that. I definitely looked at that and said GameSpot. But yeah, this is cool. Uh, this is just a rumor, so we don't know if this is actually true or not. I, I really can't hope this is. your ass. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> but uh yeah, like I, you know, I'm excited for this once, you know, of course, when there's actual news, we'll we'll talk about it. But what do you guys think about this news? I am tentatively interested. Uh David Cage is a non-subtle piece of shit, but yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, yeah. I have liked two of his games which were um Indigo Prophecy, taking it back, and oh wow, uh, Detroit. Even though Detroit, you had didn't like Heavy Rain. There was way too many plot holes in that story, like way too many. And Beyond was Beyond was Beyond. Beyond is bad. Beyond Beyond is narratively bad. Yeah, 
Mm. I liked watching it. Let's play. But uh, I I think Quantum the Dream makes really good games, and I am not of the mindset that Star Wars is the most interesting property to like build things off of. Like, it's not if you put Marvel in front of a game, and it's not like say a Wolverine or a Venom Revolve or Deadpool related product. I'm like instantly this is like crack for me. I'm into it. Mm. Star Wars, you put it in front of that. I'm like I don't really give a shit. That being said, <laughs> in regard to games that are storytelling focused and multiple choice. Quantum Dream does it the absolute best. Yep. yep. So I was, that's if, what I was going to get to. Like Star Wars is in this post Skywalker period where they're exploring sections of that world or galaxy, so to speak, that is way more interesting to me. Um, and yeah. hopefully this Quantum Dream game gives them an opportunity to really explore uh, some Star Wars lore in a way that they never really have before. Um, and like Avery said, uh, Quantic Dream, for all their faults, does multiple choice, choose your own adventure style games better than everyone else because they're, we were talking earlier with um, Telltale and uh, Life is Strange, where, you know, you, with these type of games, you want the choices to matter. And Quantic Dream does that really well to the point yeah. that in i think each of their games except for beyond you can finish the game with everyone dead if you make certain choices hmm. i mean one of the cool things about detroit was that it's a game where your protagonists were ultimately antagonistic to each other so there are whole sequences in that game where you're, they're asking you play the sequence now play this sequence yep. but beat your last sequence yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is really cool yeah um yeah so that's that uh we 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 look forward to whatever this becomes if this becomes something if it doesn't we never talked about it number four this comes from kotaku <laughs> war of warcraft patch covers breast of in-game woman amid blizzard's lawsuit okay i saw by. the side by sides this is the most asinine thing ever <laughs> continue we're, st we're still scared of titties in 2021 y'all come on now as spotted by Wowhead, <laughs> oh, as spotted by Wowhead user Arch Mit Mitros, sure Mitros, Ar Arch Arch Mitros, yeah, okay. Uh, the latest nine point one point five patch for World of Warcraft updates some in-game painting of women to be less revealing, while others have been removed altogether. A robed woman's image in the Stormwind has been altered to cover more of her breasts. And a scantily clad reclining woman in Ravenholt has met uh, the strange fate of becoming a bowl of fruit. were not that yo. Oh, Kanye man. West, a beautiful dark fantasy album cover is more explicit than these paintings to begin with. Half of these shits were low res paintings. I want to know how somebody spotted these. Like, were these in the patch notes or did someone just like look at these breasts every day and notice something was amiss. All they did was add camisoles on a lot of the women. <laughs> yeah. So the best part about this and, and pretty much kind of I think what Sean's alluding to is that the the full title of the Kotaku article is Blizzard reduces titty in World of Warcraft, but not sexism at the company. So it is very much so like this is a half step. But you guys really need to. This, this ain't even. Right, a half it's step. not. It's not even a half step. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, that, yeah. A it's a tiptoe. Quarter quarter. It's, it's not. It's a tiptoe. 
Right. Yeah, addressing no any of the issues. Stefan. <laughs> Silvana, Silvana's windrunner is still walking around in fucking booty shorts and a fucking crop top. So you're not changing anything. Oh, wow. You're right. Okay. Okay. Well, then, um, I just love the, the phrase reduced titty. <laughs> and even that isn't necessarily a major issue, depending on the context of the issue itself yeah. it's the here's the thing i will keep saying this to the day i well, not to the day i die until the problem is fixed activism blizzard needs to fix their bullshit yeah mm-hmm. absolutely totally agree totally agree like a, a lot of it has begun swept under the rug because of call of duty like everyone's forgotten about everything about the company because of call of duty mm-hmm. and that is kind of annoying yeah hey uh, did we already do a news story about them removing their uh logo f- from one of the trailers for call of duty yeah they removed um <laughs> yeah it's call of duty presents call of duty that's what they did because they didn't want to put <laughs> activation presents call of duty mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah it's it's a mess it's a mess uh number five and this would have been a heavy hitter but Y'all told me, no, don't do it. This comes from Deadline. Twisted Metal live action series says Anthony Mackie. Mackie? Why did I say Mackie? Anthony Mackie to star as the uh, main actor. I don't know why it didn't finish the uh, the title. Anyways, Anthony Mackie, yes. I said Mackie. I can't say it again. Come on. I can't say it again. <laughs> I did it. Oh, Anyways, Lord. Uh, you, you may know him as the new Captain America. Hopefully that sticks. He will be played as uh, the character John Doe. I don't really remember too much of uh, there was Metal. no fucking John Doe in the game. Okay, exactly. there wasn't. Okay, cool, cool, cool. If it's not a clown with uh, flames coming out of his head and no, a guy that's strapped to a giant wheel, then I don't remember anything about Axel, Twisted Metal. Axel. I remember his name because I'm just like, what the hell is this? I what played is- every single game in the series. They need to bring this shit back. Wow. Wow. Mm. Those were words I wasn't going to say. <laughs> yeah, Twisted Metal 3 was trash. Twisted Metal 2 and maybe Twisted Metal Black was like the peak. Everything's better with Black. I, yeah, I, I know Twisted Metal 2. Like, I played Twisted Metal 2 and I know that was like, everyone loved that game at the time. Um, yeah, my, my thing was like, I still remember the ending of Dollface where it's just like, so she was held down and the, the doll mask was put into her face and nails were driven into her face. I was like, I don't think I need this on my Saturday morning. Like I'm going to go Mm -hmm. back to Tekken. Like this is no, I don't, I don't understand where the father throws his son off of a cliff. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Kazuya was a strong boy. He had to learn (laughs) London. Be careful. (laughs) Oh no. Blink blink twice. If you're in trouble, (laughs) London already done punched that man in the face. She read exactly. But and I didn't no, throw I, off a mountain. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I just don't understand what this, uh, who this is for and um, what, this like is gonna, what this is going to be. Because, I mean, as far as I can tell, this show is going to be The Purge with Cars. <laughs> or Mad Max, essentially. The Purge does numbers, though. So, I mean... Mad Max did numbers. What are you, what the are you gonna Purge, do? The true. Purge did numbers because they had a television show and it got canceled. So I don't know if the Purge does. Strength of the Purge was <laughs> that it was a low budget horror movie with a interesting premise. Also, the strength of the Purge was it happened before COVID and then and before Donald Trump. <laughs> yep. So that took <laughs> yeah. the wind out of the Purge's sails <laughs> because it was a little too close to life. <laughs> we can't do this anymore. <laughs> People taking this real serious. <laughs> 
That being said, shout out to Anthony Mackie. Get your money, black man. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is one of those weird things where, as uh, Marcus was saying, who who was asking for this? Out of all of the PlayStation properties that you know died off, why is this? I would even prefer a Jack and Daxter like. 3d cartoon thing where they're just like living their lives and just doing fun stuff and you just have like the banter back and forth like if ratchet and clank could get it then might as well like people are clamoring for a jack and daxter game they could have they could have made a tv show boom but oh, I, who, who was clamoring for a twisted metal tv show like sean yeah. bring back gex <laughs> Oh my god. Yes, I will I will even take that's, Wait, wait, wait. That's doesn't not he work PlayStation for, decision. Doesn't he work for Geico? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> that man is gamefully employed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, 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 anyway. Yeah, so uh last up we have this thing comes from The Verge. Nintendo finally adds Bluetooth audio in Switch in a new software update. Asterix. You might be thinking. Asterix on the internet. <laughs> Go ahead, DJ. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, what's the asterisk? No, I don't keep even... reading, keep reading. I'm, I'm wondering oh. if you're going to hit it. Go ahead. I, I was I was just going to say that this is a software update, meaning that the Switch had the capability of this the entire time. I say asterisk because there is no voice chat. You can only listen. <laughs> Some games, there is inbuilt voice chat. That wasn't for the Bluetooth audio, is what I'm saying, though. You can only listen to the. Yes, yes. You cannot. You still have yeah. to use the, the phone. The asterisk is that the heads. The you still have to use for most of the Nintendo, specifically Nintendo games. You still have to use their app as a voice chat through. Uh, but now you can put headphones on and listen to your things. That's cool. All I gotta say is that when Nintendo, Nintendo, Jesus, when Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl comes out and that game topples the uh, the the Smash Brothers, the the domination of Smash Brothers. That's gonna be it, me. That that's it. You got that EU copium right now, my man. I mean, like, there they have wave dashing. There's wave dashing in the Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. I mean, it's gonna be on all the systems though, DJ. So it's fine. I know. You just wait till uh, Nickelodeon All Stars gets a bunch of sword characters, and then you won't be so (laughs) chipper. Well, well, Marcus, (laughs) you should be excited because you can play as Aang. I mean, I really only like Aang because you don't, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I should also be like, because I get to play as Korra. Okay. Korra. (laughs) I'm happy for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. They got cat dog, nigga, that's why I'm excited. Hey, hey, cat dog actually looks like a viable thing versus the cartoon, which is trash. So, uh, now let's jump into our heavy hitters. I said it. <laughs> I Marcus, said it. Marcus, just don't worry. DJ is full of just ass nine opinions. <laughs> I would always watch cat dog and be like, God damn, I wish like uh, something. The man is would... lucky. He's tall and handsome. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you weren't pretty. That's, that's subjective. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. It's actually, it's actually makeup. Sean just said no homo without saying. No homo. <laughs> Drop him in Alabama. We'll see how he works out. <laughs> you don't look like my sister or my brother. <laughs> we may also have to bleep that out. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just cut that. <laughs> we don't have any listeners in Alabama. No, we don't. 
Yeah, we won't after that. <laughs> yeah, I don't be able to catch all these strays. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay, so uh, with that being said, now we can jump into our heavy hitter, which is talking about Sony saying God of War Ragnarok will wrap up its North story in 2022. And this comes from Kotaku. So um, this is interesting because uh, God of War Ragnarok, the title was um, guessed by just the title art from yeah the first time they showed ragnarok but it was never confirmed that that was a title and people right. also just assumed that this was going to be a trilogy i'm not sure if it was ever stated that this god of war was, was going to be a trilogy it was never stated they just okay. assumed, never stated yeah the, they just assumed because every game that comes out is a trilogy exactly right, right, and right. the and the the predecessor was a trilogy so right yeah so um yeah so what's uh cory barlog there we go Corey, yeah yeah, he came out and said that, um, you know, doing a trilogy is often long. Mm-hmm. And he thought that, you know, this it. I shouldn't say he because another person's directing this game. But then yeah. they yeah, he but he, in his quote, he was like this. The the reboot God of War took five like years to make five years to make and then about the same amount of time to make this one. So spending 15 years on this trilogy might be a bit overkill. Oof. Oof. And compare it to the original God of War trilogy, it was Whatever, like cranking those games out. First game came out, two years later, game two came out, and I think three years later, game three came out. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then what were the spinoffs coming out? Because they had little PSP games. PSP and... joints. Yes. Granted, they're smaller, they take less time, but still, they were just boop, 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 spit them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still time, though. So essentially, this will this god of war ragnarok will wrap up this uh mythology and you know there's always a potential of kratos jumping to a new timeline or not a new timeline a new mythology yeah um, which i mean at this point they can i'd be interested to see them do that um you know just Kratos going on a world tour of smacking up your favorite gods smoking on your top fives but uh <laughs> At the same time, they never even explained how we got to Norse mythology. So, right. I mean, I he even. just sailed up the Nile and took a left at the Atlantic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of this shit is just geographical mythology. I mean, that's true. My nigga just yeah. <laughs> row, row, row his boat. I didn't realize that until like today, because before he was so centralized in well, it's one of those things where like god of war 3 ends with the end of the world right but at mm-hmm. least from the perspective of god of war uh 20 uh 2019 it's like oh the greek world ended right right everything else stayed the same which is very much a very marvel comic variant of how various pantheons existed mm. and that yeah they all exist they all have the same domain, but their domain is pretty much based upon the people who worship and yeah. follow them. Well, I can't wait to see Samurai Kratos. What about American hero Kratos? <laughs> is he, he going to storm oh, the capital? He, he fights Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it depends on when he, uh, when he lands in America. Like, it might not go the way he thinks. 
Especially because he's, he's still, a powerful he's still a black, black man. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get that ash off your face, nigger. I see you. <laughs> it's like you, you there, boy. Mm, what? A powerful black man with a snow white child. I'm the one that says, boy. <laughs> Two snow white children. <laughs> Cradle of the jeans are mad weak, apparently. <laughs> They're going to call him boy, and Atreus is going to be like, Dad, did he call you boy? <laughs> Settle down, boy. Yes, I have to answer to that out here. <laughs> uh, oh anyway, uh, the sub the sub story real quick. Yeah, so this was I, I put this on here because it was more annoying than anything because people want to keep their uh, white mythologies pure. So what happened is a God of War Ragnarok's narrative narrate fourteen eighty eight man. Man. story trailer uh, yeah so yeah in the in the uh in the story trailer they showed at the playstation showcase they showed oh what's her how you spell it how you pronounce her name someone avery agraboda huh agraboda 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 boda okay they showed agraboda agraboda boda yep okay yes. you, and right. she ended up being a black lady and she is supposed to play the love interest to atreus and people were just like why is there a black woman in North mythology? <laughs> that don't make no don't sense. Don't you know that black people weren't invented <laughs> until the slavery days? <laughs> and they totally missed the fact that this um, Greek monster god-killing person named Kratos is also in the North mythologies. And they didn't have a problem. Oh, okay, wait. This is a conversation that we actually kind of have because I just kind of—it's uh, going over my head. If you guys have said it, Kratos is black. When was this thing? What? No, you fucking with us, right? No, I'm not. No. Oh, I've always, I've always assumed that Kratos was a white man. No. So in the just ah. a black voice actor. No. So in the in no. the first God of War, uh, is it Ares, the Greek god? I understand. Of War? I understand that he's covered in the ashes of his family. Yeah. But that never made that. As far as I'm aware of, he was not a black man. Uh, I want to okay. say, yeah, let me do some, let me do some. Cause like I, I've seen him without the ashes, and he has a darker skin complexion, but he's not a, I, he's not necessarily a black man. He doesn't think complexion as Jason Manzukis. I, I, I always call him a person of color because he's, that makes more he's, sense. Yeah, he's he's darker skin. He's black to me, damn it. I mean, there, there are darker skinned Greek men. Like, I, I'm going to keep bringing up Jason Manzoukas, who I thought was Middle Eastern until he pointed out, no, I'm just super Greek. And I'm like, oh, there are skin differentials between ethnic groups of white people. Mm-hmm. I even never assumed that Kratos was a black man. I just thought that you guys were taking a very pro-black stance on everything situation and Jeff kept saying it. And then, it's, just, yeah. it's very fun to identify Kratos as a strong black single father. <laughs> but, but no yeah no kratos it, it's debatable but i will say that this type of argument is always extremely funny to me because it's always people saying that uh oh no you know this region of the world wouldn't have black people meanwhile there's a fucking world serpent that's flying around in the background it's just like bro none of this that is actually happened make- <laughs> None of this is supposed to make any sense. <laughs> Nigga, there's a mermaid over there. Just, just shut right. up. <laughs> yeah, it it is always crazy to see people get up um get up and angry when when black people enter the conversation. It's also 
to be noted that in the mythology of Agrabota, she's never actually given a, I believe, a skin color? Nope. It, it, she's never described in terms of what she looks like or something like that, I believe. Because she's a she's a narrative afterthought to Loki shenanigans. Mm-hmm. There we go. And you just can go off of artistic renderings. That's why so many people think Jesus is white. Mm-hmm. 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 Accurate. Accurate. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens in Ragnarok. I am. I'm very interested to see how they wrap this all up because I was also in the camp that, oh, this is going to be a trilogy and we're going to get... I thought so too, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get a game that kind of, you know, further fleshes out Atreus, a.k.a. Loki, and then the third game would be either, you know, midway through, there is that whole, uh, you know, the part of the destiny where he's supposed to kill kratos or kratos supposed to die in some way yeah like that's what now that's not to say that it can't happen in this game but absolutely yeah i i was definitely thinking we were building up to a very sad third game where yeah it, you pit son against father and i would have been devastated but uh <laughs> no nah, i mean you, get you don't you don't put Ragnarok in your title if you're not scorching the earth. So yeah, yeah. I have absolute faith though because uh, the last game was fantastic. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the best thing that God of War has ever done. And if yeah. they can continue that momentum, which it seems like they will, and they've expanded upon the. I don't know if there's NPCs, but there actually feels like there's some. Yeah, there's NPCs. Form yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. So, like, it feels like they've taken what was great about the first one, uh, the Last of Us approach, if you will, and brought more scale to it. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I'm all here for this. And I also love the fact that you're going to be teaming up with a God of War of another um, mythology. I think that that's also really cool. Yeah, that was super exciting to see in the trailer. Yeah, we're going to go talk to this other God of War and see uh, they can, uh, you know. Do a little quick fusion dance or something. Yeah, Tyr is a big boy. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, the only thing I want to give a shout out to uh, physical fit peak Thor. My man is strong. People are just like, oh, he has a he has a dad bod. It's like, no, 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 no. He gonna crush you with his hands. In what world does Kratos have a dad bod? No, 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 Thor, Thor. Oh, Thor. Thor, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, hey, look, that's practical strength. That's exactly. practical strength right there. Yeah, yeah uh, I think uh, sh- some actual strong man commented and said, yeah, that's peak. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. if you look at strong man competitions, none of those niggas are ripped. Like, right. they are, they are barrel chested. They've got like a really hard belly. Like if you were to punch their belly, you would think that it would be blubber. But no, that's a freaking keg. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Intergalactic kegger. <laughs> thick Thor. With that, with that being said, uh, thick with two O's. <laughs> that's my new thing. <laughs> All right. With that being said, I think we could wrap this pony up. I have one statement to say. Oh, okay. Uh, I have talked a lot of shit about EMEA. Mm. Uh, I've called you guys a third tier region in esports. Wow. That you should retire wow. and that all your Valorant teams suck. Wow. I want to say that 
I stand by that statement. You <laughs> yeah. guys play the worst agents. Brimstone and Breach are not agents you should be playing. I will say Russia and CIS, now those guys play some good Valorant. The rest of your region is dog shit. NA number two. I'm out. And that has been our episode of Press X Start Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to write reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. Like and subscribe on your favorite YouTube channel. That's ours. And, uh, you know, if you feel ever so inclined, make sure you ask us a question at pressx2start.com slash questions with an S. Until sh- next time. I yeah. sure hope that we have uh, Valorant players that listen to this podcast or else Avery just screamed at some clouds. Well, well, I find it ultimately funny what, what I just said. There's absolutely no context unless someone can correlate the fact that we just recorded this at the exact same time in the VCT finals in Berlin, and I'm fucking molding here watching Gambit Esports pull up the Russian flag and they win all of Berlin. Hey, I'm gonna do some SEO uh, research and see if Valorant is uh, big on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it is. 100, 100k views on Twitch right oh, now. Okay. So. Yeah, well, 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 I'll get some keywords in there that's um, Valorant themed or focused. Like Valorant the game. Valorant gameplay. <laughs> Valorant reaction. All right. Uh, yeah, so um, you be good. You be safe. You wash your hands. You um, say hi to your mom for me. And take care. Um, Uno out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>